For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Glasner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today is Heather Angle, Managing Partner at Strategic Cyber Partners. Heather, welcome back. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. So according to the record, 60 credit unions are facing outages in the aftermath of a ransomware attack on a widely used technology provider. The National Credit Union Administration, or the NCUA, has since confirmed the targeted company to be cloud services provider Ongoing Operations, which is a subsidiary of credit union technology firm Trellance. Heather, authorities have said that immediate action was taken to address and investigate the incident, but it still raises some serious concerns about the vulnerability of financial institutions. Can you shed some light on the details of this attack and its potential impact on affected credit unions and their members? Yeah, well, one of the reasons that we wanted to highlight this story is one of the big trends that we're seeing in the cybersecurity threat landscape as a whole right now is supply chain risk management and what type of impact can an outage at one of your partners or vendors have on your business operations. And we're really seeing that here. It's pretty common in some industries to have a sort of specialized cloud service provider or vendor that provides a similar service to a like group of companies, right? So that's what we're seeing here. You have Trellance who provides, they specialize in providing technology services through this cloud service provider to credit unions. And it's really common, you know, we see it in other industries as well. It makes sense for a lot of organizations because the company that's providing these services knows what you need, right? But then when we have a situation like this where the company's hit with ransomware, it can cause these kind of widespread outages where we're talking about 60-some credit unions who are unavailable to their members. Now, this incident comes after the NCUA warned in August that it was seeing an increase in cyber attacks against credit unions, credit union service organizations, and other third-party vendors supplying financial services products. In your opinion, could anything have been done differently to prevent something like this from happening? Yeah, the warnings were out there. I will say that a credit union is going to typically have a different security staff and a different level of resources than a big bank. You're not going to see at a small local teacher's credit union or some sort of local credit union, you're just not going to see the same level of security that you're going to see if you're banking with Bank of America. And that's not to say that you shouldn't use those credit unions, but you should be cautious, right? You should be aware of what you're getting into when you sign up for those types of services. In the long term, what steps can credit unions and technology providers take to improve their cybersecurity dimensions? Well, we all have resource issues when we're talking about cybersecurity, and more technology is not always the answer. We've seen some really big breaches over the last several months where the technology wasn't the problem, it was the process wasn't in place or it wasn't followed, or the people weren't well-trained and they didn't know the process. And so there are ways to shore up your cybersecurity without a huge technology investment, you know, looking at some of the procedures around things. In this case, since we're talking about supply chain risk management, one of the things that has to happen at both ends of the supply chain is we have to get a little bit better at vetting our providers and asking questions. You know, in this case, a credit union is probably going to trust that the cloud service provider, because they do it for so many other credit unions, they're well known in the industry, they're probably going to trust that the services that they're getting are going to be secured or as much as possible. So we don't have a whole lot of details as to how the attack happened. It's hard to say if it was a people, a process, or a technology issue. But we can always take a hard look at our own internal processes and see where there might be points of failure. 
And with that being said, is there anything more that the NCUA and other regulators can do to help protect the financial services industry from cyber attacks? Yeah, definitely. You know, when we look at attacks like this, attacks are going to happen not always on the technology front. So a lot of times it's a failure of a process or a personnel failure where someone didn't know the process or they didn't know how to use the technology. So from our perspective, we can look and we can say, was it a people error? Was it a process error? Was it a technology error? And we can look at that. CUSOs and credit union third-party service providers generally don't have the same level of oversight as bank vendors. The NCUA lacks the statutory authority to directly examine or supervise these entities. And what you'll find is credit unions just generally don't have the same level of oversight and regulatory compliance that some of the big banks do. So with this story, maybe that's a regulatory blind spot that needs to be closed. Heather, thank you again for joining us today. And I'm looking forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks for having me. For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Klassner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. To hear more about this story and others, visit CybercrimeWire.com. And for more of our media, visit our website at CybersecurityVentures.com.